Hey guys, and welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Cam. Here along with my husband, Kev. You? And you're tuned in to She Said, He Said with the Jacobs. Before we start, grab a drink, pull up a chair, get comfy, and live vibe. Yo, 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 welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh my yes. <laughs> no, life, actually, bro. that was not Mace, that was somebody else. Well, the way Mace I said it, it, yes, but the way I said it just now was how no, the song is actually song. like that. Okay, look at that girl trying to school me on some music because you need to know the originals and not just the you know people that sample. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as y'all know, we always start the episode with what are we drinking? And what are we drinking today, Kevin? Well, I made up a little concoction. Mm-hmm. It's a shot. One is an apple shot of apple cider vinegar. The other is a shot of apple crown. Well, I'm certain that I have apple crown because it smells like apple. Yeah, they both have apple crown. I just bullshit. Oh. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Somebody got a hole in their mouth, and it's not me. Legitimately got a hole in their mouth because that just went all over my face and whatever. So it makes it seem like you need another. And I also have a twisted tea. I like these little things, they're not too hard. Just a little something to look a little razzle dazzle, as the young people would say. And I have a tea that is not twisted. Um, as you guys know, I always drink tea. This week it is a mango lemon tea. Sorry, mango ginger tea. And it has a little bit of lemon in it, a little bit of honey, and... A little bit of country rock and roll. <laughs> a little bit of country. Okay, yes. And so, I also got some water. Oh, yeah. High quality H2O. Yeah, always. Um, some water. Um, obviously, you guys always know, we always say, if you don't have a drink, go ahead and get one. Well, um uh, because we damn sure want y'all to vibe with us on this one. So you got five seconds to go get a drink. Five, four, three, two, one. That's more than five seconds. Whatever. I was stuck because I didn't know what camera was doing. It was techno. Duh. Who is techno? You know, techno music. No, I don't know that one. That's new. Okay. Well, I'm like super, I'm on this techno kick just because I work out to techno music and it's the funniest music ever, but um it's kind of like the the one the um playlist that I use is called Beast Mode Workout. And it is kind of a blend between hip hop music and um techno music. So some of the songs are like Kind of, yeah, kind of. Some of the songs are like, you know, just things that they make up. There's this one that's called um, Cardio, and it is so funny. That's the one you let me hit the other day at the gym? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. With that cardio. With that cardio. <laughs> y'all, so. she is super hype right now. So y'all bear with me. Whatever. It's the way as y'all bear with y'all, because she's on team right now. Yeah, 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 whatever. It's all good. Um, I did take my vitamins today, so maybe that's it. What about your minerals? Whatever. You gotta have vitamins and minerals. Um, but yeah, so I like techno music because it kind of gets me going. Also, that same techno um um playlist has um Lose Yourself by Eminem in it, and they kind of like techno it just a smidgen. 
and man, Lose Yourself Already is like the most epic song ever. So to add the you know techno to it, it's like I'm like I, I get on the treadmill and I'm like pump. Okay, I agree with the techno, but I don't think Lose Yourself is the most epic song ever. Do of Eminem's? No, that's not his. He got a lot of like good stuff. He does, but that's like legit. That's like mainstream. It's yeah, a pop. Yeah, main like kids pop. Oh my god! Yo, think about them doing like the Marshall Mathers LP to Kids Pop. That should be funny. They would bleep out everything. Yeah, well, no, they it would be no out. song. It would be just no, the, no. They wouldn't bleep it out. They'd just like use like other phrases and words. I guess, but that wouldn't even be a good song. I think um, it would. The whole album, maybe. Um. Okay. 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 So hopefully you guys have your drinks in hand. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, like you know, you've seen the topic if you hit the um, button to join us today, and we're really appreciative of that. We have gotten a lot of comments regarding finance and uh, marriage. Even when we posted once, and we were like, "Hey, send us updates on what you guys want to hear." A lot of people kept saying, "Money, money, yeah. money, money, money." Um. So we decided that we'll just kind of chat about it. But we didn't do a recent event yet. Okay. Bro. No, no, no. I was actually going to do a segue into that. So one of the reasons why we talked about doing uh, money today was because one, like I said, you guys have always asked us about it. Mm-hmm. But um, two, because there's lots of talk in regards to recession um, recently. And a lot of people are avoiding the conversation because it is kind of like a dark time when you think about recessions. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things I've actually been learning about like recessions. Like I think about like um, companies like Uber and um, companies like DoorDash who really kind of took off in the last um, recession and they are seeing like... No, that wasn't a recession. You're talking about like when the COVID first took... No, no, no. Those companies were created during the recession of I think 2008. But they didn't really take off until oh, COVID, so they were really, able to like fully maximize. Really yeah, yeah. So they were able to fully maximize, you know, okay. during the da- downturn. Um, but supposedly, the most millionaires are made during recessions. They always get rich. The rich get richer. No, no, no. I don't know about you, but like, I'm trying to change my status. I'm trying to be a millionaire. If we in a recession, or if we ain't. I want to be a millionaire. Hey, like I said on the last episode. I want to be a millionaire. Cameron, so Cameron, 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 Cameron. Let <laughs> that, that singing shit out, bro. It's irritating me. Whatever. I'm singing everything. Ever since I got home, she been singing. I sing everything all day long. But um, I will say, like I said in the last episode, if they do another, um, you know, they shut down the government. Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire, bro. I know I am. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of learning and stuff there. Um, also, and also, small, small side note. Wear your mask because that COVID is popping back up. Y'all, I got you know close friends or whatever. It's getting back there, so let's you know let's all be safe. We want all our listeners and friends and loved ones to be safe. Yeah, definitely. So put that mask back on. Stay in the house. Um, Save money because when you go out of the house, bro, it's five hundred dollars gone. I'm sorry, man. Listen, I posted this thing the other day. It was like the best way to save money is to go in in the house and lay down. Well, for you, you gotta like take your phone away. Because you've been on Amazon and every other place. Now, don't do that because I am not an Amazon shopper like that. Now, I will buy. I support black businesses. So, if I see something I like and it's a black-owned business, I'm like, hell yeah, let me go ahead and get it. I support black businesses, but it's been a long time since we got Amazon packages. Yeah, they've probably been all mine lately. So, I'll take that on the chance. Mm-hmm. But also, okay, money. Money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
but yeah, like, so like I was saying, we have gotten a lot of feedback in regards to, you know, finances in general, mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, um, our marriage and, you know, hopefully through our conversation today, you guys will learn some stuff about us if nothing else. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to let y'all know that like, we hadn't necessarily dove directly in this conversation particularly yet, because we kind of wanted everything to be completely fresh for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are hearing it just as we're prepping it. Um, but yeah, this I, is all live, no prep work. Yeah. We're going at it. Hopefully in that regard, you guys are getting real raw information and not like, you always get real raw information, but like, we don't want to like, you know, we don't want it to be. Well, we got a couple of stats, but that's just, you know, but go with what you was going to say. Speaking of, well, what I was going to say was that it's always real. It's always raw. We're always giving you guys content based on our perspective and stuff like that. But today, like I said, since we haven't prepped it, there's no particular order. We're just kind of letting it flow and hopefully you guys feel um, that love. But going about the girl though, man, I'm ready for her. I'm about to eat her ass alive. No. Um, we're gonna start with a few stats in regards to oh, come on, man. <laughs> money <laughs> and marriage. I mean, y'all say she do me. Mm-hmm. She's gonna switch it up. So um one of the first ones that I kind of did some research on was that money is the third top reason for divorce following incompatibility and infidelity in the u.s US. and that is based on institutedfa.com um so what are your thoughts on that uh i'm i agree i think 100 percent that's true Mm -hmm. i mean obviously it's a stat so it's pretty much well no all stats ain't true (laughs) you got a point there all stats are not true but i i mean i actually thought it was a little bit higher than third ranking i thought it was a little bit higher than that so but you know um, I wish nobody divorced or anything like that. You know, I want you to be happy, you know, live out your marriage, but it's a lot of things, there's a lot of variables to a happy marriage. It ain't just one thing or two things or three things. It's a lot of work. Yeah. With it. D- could you, you have to be able to live with each other. Like money is a big part of living. Yeah. Because we all have our own, you know, we got our niches and stuff. We got stuff we like to do. Yeah. Well, could did, was that stat surprising to you by any means? Yeah. I thought it was higher than three. Really? I was thinking two. Shit, if not number one. Uh, no, I knew infidelity was probably like up there, but I didn't think anything about you know it being number three. Nah, I was thinking, nah, I was like, it's up there. <laughs> that shocked me. But that's you know that's in the U.S. I wonder how it is worldwide. Um, I actually didn't do that. Yeah, you know, okay. worldwide need, stats because um, it's probably even greater than that. Mm-hmm. So, but the other stat that I looked up was that um, U.S. ranks third in highest divorce rates, only following Russia and the U.K. Wow. Did that one surprise you any? Yeah, because them Russians don't play. I, now, the, now, the U.K. surprised me a little bit. The U.K. is, like, most similar to the U.S. to some degree. So, yeah. it didn't necessarily surprise me with that one. But I agree, Russia was, like. Yeah. yeah. But then you also see, like, it's a lot, it's a lot of countries out there. It's a lot. So I guess, you know, America, we got to do better, y'all. Black, white, green, brown, male, female, we got to do better. Sidebar, I hate when people say black, white, green, yellow. No, there are no green people. Well, I hate that scenario. I ain't black. (laughs) I'm caramel. Uh, But you fit in the black African American category. 
I don't know. No, but we already had this conversation. You know, I don't even do that whole African-American thing, check thing. We go to jobs and applications. Okay, let's I always get back checking to the other because I'm not African-American. <laughs> I'm an American. You're not going to take it. Um, because, right, yeah, come on, let's go. Because the stat is like close to our age, one of the other stats that I pulled was close to 9% of 30-year-olds had already ended one marriage. That's true before being becoming 30. And that stat was as of 2018 from the same site. Wow. So did that one yeah, surprise that, you? That shocks you. That, yeah, that's a big shocker. That's a big shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's pretty intense. That's. But like I tell anybody, like the first year of marriage is the rough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, bump the honeymoon stage. That works. That first year is, that's rough. And like, you know, we about to talk about now, if your finances don't add up, that makes it even harder for you guys to stay together or you and your significant other. So yeah, it's rough, man. Well, that made, that one made sense to me too, because I think that, um, the, um, the, one of the main concerns I guess right now is individuals getting married for the sake of the imagery. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of people are spending a lot of money on, um, their weddings Instead of, you know, investing a lot in terms of, like, marriage, not a lot of people are, like, really, truly understanding, like, um, you know, what it means to be married, not, you know, necessarily just kind of, like, having the facade of being able to, like, throw a a fancy-ass wedding. That's true. And I'm going to say this statement only because of the environment I've been around these last couple of years. I differ. I beg to differ. I think we got more love now than we had 10 years ago. Than we had five years ago. I think people now are getting married because of love. Yes, the you know people are you know budgeting and they doing all this stuff for these grand weddings, but I see a lot of love and like me personally, you know, out of my eyes, I see a lot of black love. You know, I don't ever want anybody to get divorced like that, anything like that. But I see a lot of like good things happening to our people in our age range. So that could be like you said, that's twenty eighteen. So I do believe that, and I think, but like I said, these last couple of years, I've been seeing like a more of an influx of like us like really join each other well i also think that it's kind of like what you said it's like you said in your surroundings or your environment and i think that that's that's a conscious choice to surround yourself with people that are married or that are in love you have to so that would make sense as to why that's what you see but i think that there are still a lot of people out there who are pressed to have the image of like just getting married And I think that, like, that's probably the start of that, right? Like, you, if you go into your first year of marriage and y'all are already ass backwards in debt um, because you decided to, like, that's an uphill battle. you know, go crazy with the wedding or mm-hmm. to, like, have a big facade instead of, like, truly understanding what marriage is all about, then you probably, you know, you're already kind of introducing your marriage to, like, you know, concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see how that status would be true because young people are impressionable. Of course. And like when you're like 24, 25, like you're like, yeah, I got to get married. I got to have this big wedding. I got to do blah, blah, blah. And in most cases, most people hadn't even found themselves by that point. Yeah. So. Because even we say sometimes if we could go back and do it again, we would probably do a more lavish wedding. And I was like, yes, and no at the same time. Because yes, what it was, I was 26 when we got married. What you was, 23, 24? 23, getting ready to turn 24. Yeah. So. But in my in our defense of that statement, because I wouldn't do it more lavish for the sake of having a, a lavish ass wedding, I would have I would do it better because 
at that time, we didn't have the finances that we thought we had. Mm -hmm. So what the outcome was, was different from what we had envisioned. So that's why I would do it for the sake of us having what we actually want. Not because I want to invite more people or, or to make oh, it more no, fancy. I wouldn't invite more people. I would ha have like the same crew. Yeah. You know. You know. Granted, everybody stood there. You know. That's yeah. with us, whatever. But I would have the same crew. You know, if you ain't come to the first one. Fuck no, you ain't come to the second. One. <laughs> I don't know about that because we didn't met a lot of good couple friends and that's stuff like that. That's, that's different. different. That's different. If like if I just met you, yeah. But if you've been knowing you ten for ten years and you come to my wedding. I'm trying to come out. You know what is one of the other things that I thought about in terms of an actual wedding is that people are more intentional about inviting specific people. Like when, like back in the day, the wedding seemed to be more communal. So it was like, you really didn't even have to full on send out an RSVP because everybody was coming, whether they knew you or not. Yeah. And they were all eating. Well, nowadays people are like, if you didn't RSVP or you didn't respond, you know, to those, then you can't come. But I think that because... Back in the day, things were way cheaper than they are now. Fair. Because now, plates, you know, when they do the reception, all this shindig, all this and all that, plates are $100 or 150 a person. So that does, you know, have some kind of stance in it. Yeah. Well, but I will say, oh, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. No. Nah. <laughs> okay. That's very fair. Well, um, But I love you, and I wouldn't do it for anybody else but you. Aww. Brownie points, yeah. I you can't say brownie points. Say brownie if you points. try to get brownie points, you can't just Baby, say it. <laughs> I can't get more brownie points. I got a lot of brownie points. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's go with it. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, does money matter in a marriage? Hell, the fuck, yeah. Um, what percentage? A lot. No, I'm not saying that it matters more than actually having love for someone or being yeah. compatible with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, like things like that, but it weighs a lot. It does. Okay. Quick question. Mm -hmm. If you know your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Are there any shockers when it comes to marriage after the marriage, when it comes to finances? Yes. That's true. I've seen a lot of, or have heard of in the past. I'm not gonna say I've experienced them myself. Yeah. Um, people in marriages, um, they start off with a person and they're just completely fine. And then they find out in the long haul that the person hasn't paid their bills or yeah. they didn't disclose, you know, prior extra student loans that they didn't know about or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So I think you can start off with somebody and, and be totally blind to their yeah. financial habits. That's true. Um, especially if you haven't known them for a long time or you haven't necessarily lived with them. Yes. Because like living with somebody. People know different. how to hide stuff. Yeah. 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 Get out of my head, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why do you think money is like such a big part of marriage? Um, and oh yeah, let's start there. Why, why you marriage think marriage so? is a total package. Fair. Marriage is a total package. Like um the society we live in now, I hate to say it, like I hate to break it up to you know, different societies, whatever, but society we live in now, like people try to keep up with the Joneses, even if they say they don't. People want a nice lifestyle. People want, you know, people want nice. People want nice, nice things. People like to go out. People like to do this. People like to take trips. So money does matter. Uh -huh. Nobody wants to be broke. Nobody wants to be with anybody that's broke and this somebody that's going to stay broke. Yeah. So like, you have to like. That's when the whole teamwork comes in at for real. So it does matter a hundred percent. But like I said, it's a total package of. So it as, really is a total package. As a caveat to the question that you just asked me about, you know, not necessarily knowing a person or like being blindsided, mm -hmm. do you think that money is 
um, the start of trust issues for certain marriages? It could be. If it's not number one, it's in the top five of trust issues. Okay. Yeah, among thinking, what? I was thinking that was number one, but like no, among what other like things? Infidelity, oh, cheating, yeah. that's yeah, number yeah. one always. Yeah, for sure. And like certain people have family issues. It's a lot of, it's, and like I just said, it ain't just one or two things that make a marriage, you know, great or strive, strive for the greatness. It's a total package. Yeah. And yeah, but it's in the top, I don't care. Well, in my, I say the top three. Have, I know I have yeah. horrible, I know I have, I used to have horrible spending habits. And now I'm very cheap. <laughs> Not cheap, but <laughs> if I see something I want, I work to get it. I don't just go out there like I used to and just splurge out because I got a family to worry about now. Yeah. And that's where maturity comes in. And I think men have it worse than women to some point. Really? Because men don't think they have to explain stuff. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff, girl. Child, if I girl, had, I know, I know. <laughs> y'all, y'all better come and get them. That was good stuff. At least if I had a bell, I would have like rung it just now. Ring my you, see, I, ring my <laughs> you see, I was like, girl. Um, accidentally, I know you're a man, but you know I'm a man. <laughs> no, no, I think that like that's a very, very valid point, considering yeah, the is. fact that like most men won't address that most men feel like they don't have to like say but you know and i don't want to run another question but it's been like societal for so long like well i ain't gonna say something i'm gonna say generational okay for so long because back in the day papa went out and worked and mama stayed home with the kids so whatever he brought home he kept in his pocket he gave you know gave big mama or gave the wife or gave whoever he was staying with you know whatever but he took care of everything. See, I find that to be completely different. I've seen a lot of relationships, or even heard older folks talking about the fact that the the man made the money, but the wife was responsible for, for making, you know, sure the bills are paid. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen a lot of guys or older men say, "I would go home. I would get my check on Friday. I would take my cut off the top and give her all the rest, or I would give her all the money and then she would give me my allowance." I've um, worked with a guy in the last fifteen years. That told me he works two jobs. His wife doesn't work any, and he gave her everything. Okay. And he got like maybe you know I ain't gonna disclose the amount, but he got you know very small amount to you know to make it to the next pay period. So it still goes on. It's just like it's y'all dynamic. Yeah. Like you know who's good with what. I know you're better with money than I am. Well, maybe kind of half and half now. Mm. Um. <laughs> no. 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 But seriously. Um. Like you remember that we were at dinner that day. This is before we even got married, and the lady sat down. The one you want your cheese, lady. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. We were sitting in um Ryan's, Ryan's yeah. one day, which is so random. I haven't eaten at Ryan's in years. Yeah, those are cheap days, y'all. I know, right? Um. But we were sitting in Ryan's one day, and this lady legitimately just sat down next to us, and she was just talking about how her husband went to work. He, you know, um. Worked all week, came home, paid her, you know, gave her his check. Mm-hmm. She she divvied it out and then gave him all the excess or yeah. whatever else was you know needed. And I thought that that was the coolest thing. Obviously, at that point, we weren't even married yet and hadn't even fully started talking about, um, you know, finances. But yeah. I joked with Kevin like, "Hey, like you need to give me your check." <laughs> but <laughs> no, y'all. but in that in that case, it was joking because yeah. like I don't even I don't know that I would even trust myself with like that kind of dynamic at that point. But a lot of guys used to do it because mo- in in that case too, guys were only 
in that era, I guess. Sometimes guys are really just kind of like getting their beer on the weekend, hanging out with the guys, and then going back to work on Monday. And that kind of lifestyle doesn't require a lot of money. So the Mm -hmm. person that, the wife probably was better with saving and could just put things back. Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, get out Friday night, go cash a check, go to the liquor store, beer store, whatever you're going to do. You just hang out the rest of the weekend and make sure, you know, everything at the household is good. Yeah. And I think most men, most men are still like that. But some men just want to be extra flamboyant. They want to go out. They want to go party like Rochelle. Like I said, it's nothing wrong with it. We all want to go out and do our thing, but you have to be sensible about it. Yeah, but I honestly think that that's a, that's a smart move on the guy if that works. Yeah. Because in, in that scenario, if you know all you want is alcohol or whatever to hang out with your guys, ain't no way as a female I'm letting my husband hand, hang out with his guys with however much money or our bill money in their pocket and they drinking. Because shit could go left. I'm sure they could start gambling. They could get more alcohol than mm-hmm. they need. They can, you so know. I have a question. Would you be okay if I gave you my check tomorrow mm-hmm. and, you know, all the bills were paid and you gave me 40 bucks and saved the rest, would you be okay with that? No, because I think right now life, our lifestyles doesn't warrant giving you $40. That would make you until Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Gas say, costs more than $40. Girl! <laughs> and you would say, um, okay, let's say $100. Okay. Would you do that? I don't know, because you're pretty good with, like, you only going to spend what you need to spend. That's it. Um. So, I, I mean, yeah. But, I would like, for me, I think I would be fair about it, though. Like, if I, if, if the excess is however much and I know that I'm spending a certain amount, I would give myself an allowance also. Like, I wouldn't just assign you $100 and I would just keep yeah. $600. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever. I would... You know, make it so that it was feasible. Enough money was going in savings. You were getting mm-hmm. some money to be able to make it to the next check, and then yeah. I was also getting some too. Yeah. That's true. Um, but that that dynamic don't work for everybody. So it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and then I was about trust issues, and I know you know sometimes you lose those trust issues. Sometimes you have to you know go through the fire to gain those trust issues back. So it's you know it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole lot. Yeah. Well, I think that you kind of touched on it, but I think that um, it's important to note that a lot of times, like financial um, responsibilities in a marriage are associated with like gender roles. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked a little bit about the differences, but what I, but what do you think in terms of like, you know, traditional and current, and why are they so different? Uh, I think it's just times are different. Like nobody can just make it off one no household could just make it off one check one income i wouldn't say no but well i'm gonna say majority of let's working say class. yeah let's say 75 percent cannot make it off one income i hadn't i wouldn't even say 75 percent because i think that it's a measure of like lifestyle too but there's a good amount of working class people that can't afford to yeah. even live let alone that's true off of work off of one environment or yeah. one um one income. income, yeah, that's true. But like, why do you think that like the responsibilities with money and everything has like full on changed though? Because at some point, like you said, like money wasn't even a conversation. It was like the guy was making the money, mm-hmm. and he called the shots. So like, why do you think the dynamic has changed? I think the dynamic has changed because the lack of the male in the household. When the male is not there, woman has to take care of everything. So when a guy, say if a guy is absent for mm-hmm. years, she taking care of everything. She gonna come back, nigga. I don't need you. I can take care of my, you know, take care of it on my own. Mm-hmm. And that might not be the right conversation for this, but it also goes in because if you got, say if you got a 
a woman. She's a single parent. She's taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, bills, groceries, child, food, clothes, school supplies, and all that stuff. You come in there, like she's going to say, you know, I'm doing it myself, so of course I need some help from you. Mm-hmm. But if you, like, holding back or, you know, being disrespectful, just like, nah, I don't need you. I think I follow. I think I follow. I think, and I might have ran into another way. To <laughs> no, no, <that>. no. <laughs> I think I follow what you're saying. Yes, there is a lack of trust when it comes to single moms, or we'll say single individuals, because there's mm. not not always single moms in your dad. Yeah. Um, if they're taking care of it on their own, they don't want anybody coming in and either demanding, yeah. yeah, demanding respect and not giving, you know, their full. Yeah, that's true. Um, work. Um, I, I mean, I kind of get that. I think it's also different because back in the day, females didn't work, right? That's true. So it wasn't that they were just accepting what they got, but kind of because yeah, they didn't they, they didn't, didn't work yeah. <laughs> and they accepted allowance. Mm-hmm. But like when we started to get more liberated, um, ah. and you know, actually getting into the workforce and making our own money. I think that a lot of females wanted to start calling the shots on their own money. Yeah. Um, now, I do think that the absence of dads, especially in the black community, has impacted that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're almost at a, you know, or we kind of skipped a generation in terms of like having single parent households. And then now we're kind of just, you know, really valuing it and getting back to yeah, it. Getting back to our values. Um, so I think that there's a lot of that that has impacted the, the dynamic of you know responsibility and respect or trust when it comes to money in a relationship. But I think that also nowadays guys tend to want more submission without necessarily doing all that's required of a provider. That's true. So that makes it a little bit wonky. That's true. Yes, I totally agree about that. You know, men do want to just you know have their cake and eat it too. As oh you would say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um okay, oh wait, no. okay. I think to that point though, so I was um I follow this um lady on Instagram. Her name is um Rich BFF. Her okay. name is actually Vivian, but her Instagram um, name is Rich BFF. Is it like light skin on Viv or dark skin on Viv? She's actually um Asian. Oh um, but she posted a video um that said um that relationships essentially relationships are kind of failing because most men want um, females to be submissive and her comment was submissive to what to poverty um because a lot of times you know finance is a concern mm-hmm. but the first comment that was pinned was from this lady garcia mommy of two which is her name uh-huh. she said not only has inflation su- surpassed earnings to the point that you need two incomes but much of the 1950s roles quote unquote were propaganda because women got a taste of autonomy when they joined the workforce during World War II and didn't necessarily want to give that up because their men had returned from war. Oh, okay. Okay. So... She kind of deep there. Yeah. But I think that, that, I mean, a lot of that is true when it comes yeah. to, like, having that kind of autonomy over, like, your finances and how things are spent or whatnot. Yeah. Um. And I think that, like, women just naturally found a degree of independence then... But there are some people who don't want to have, don't don't want to like manage the money that way. Like they want to come home and they want to know that their man is going to be in charge. And I think that a part of the guys wanting submission is like, like I said, you actually got to show up. You actually got to be a provider to be yeah, able you to gotta, call those kind of. Yeah, shots. you can't just like call the shot two days and think it's going to be like everything's going to be hunky dory because it's not. You got to show like stability. You got to show longevity. 
you have to show longevity when it comes to stuff like that. So you kind of touch bases on that anyway, but how do you think spending habits affect the spending habits habits respect the trust in, in marriages? Impacts the trust, I guess. Um, I think that there's a lot in, in terms of that, right? Because like spending habits is kind of what establishes the cadence in a marriage when it comes to money, right? Yeah. Like if I'm the kind of person that likes designer stuff, Mm-hmm. And you are totally fine with going to Goodwill and getting your clothes or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're already in balance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that means that I'm going to naturally spend a lot more money on my clothes than you would spend on your clothes. Yes. And if we are going by, like, a general budget and all of our money is together, I'm going to be spending way more of that money on clothes than you are. Yeah. You are. Um, so I think that like one understanding each other's spending habits is definitely important, but like also respecting their the spending habits too. Cause mm-hmm. like I think it's fine to have a conversation that says, like, hey, like I know you don't want to shop at Goodwill, but we're gonna need to make some compromises because like you're spending money way too fast. Yes. So do you respect my spending habits? Do I have good or bad spending habits? It depends. Like you shop in um waves. So, yeah. like, sometimes you'll be okay with, like, I just need to get a pack of T-shirts from Walmart, and that's it. Yeah. And that's for months. Yeah. But then when you want to buy a suit, like, it's like you need three suits, three shirts, three ties, three pairs of shoes. And I'm like, listen, that's a big expense. <laughs> like, but, can you get those suits gradually? <laughs> yes, but like you said, we do it in ways, like, you just have to make sure the money or the savings is there to do yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, what about me? Do you think I have? Um, You're getting better. <laughs> you used to, like, shop a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, um, and like even after we came from like shopping for you, to like shopping for the house, to shopping with Lauren, I think you just even it out now. Like I think you're happy with everything you got. Now I don't know how long that's gonna last, because you know styles change, people change. I know I'm the same way. Like you know I'm going through a phase now where I'm like trying to weed out some clothes and get some new stuff. So in my in my defense, I will say that my understanding of what I need is completely different because back in the day, like I was buying stuff because it was either on sale or either it was a lot of and I needed different colors. Right now, I value quality over quantity. So I want to buy a pair of jeans that's going to last me for a couple years versus. But I think I turn you into a sneakerhead a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> we already established that in another episode <laughs> um but no i just i think the sneaker thing is just different too because there were three of us girls in the house so we all couldn't rock, walk around in jordans uh-huh. but like now that like we're a little bit more established like i do feel like every now and then i can buy a pair yeah. of you know decent shoes you know um you know so that's where that comes from but i think like We've all we've had conversations pretty consistently about what that stuff looks like too, mm-hmm. and I think I'm also very like conscious of that too because I know when when I start feeling that squeeze on my side of the account, I'm like, let me pull back. Right. Let's not get. Let me sit in a little way. But I understand though because um, but how have my spending habits got better in the last, let's say, two years? Let's say three years. Well, considering we were in the pandemic, oh, nobody yeah, was buying anything. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, let's say four uh, years. Let's say four years. Um, last four years. I don't know. I just kind of feel like, like, you were kind of the same way as me. But mm-hmm. your thing, too, is that, like, you'll go a long time without buying anything. And then you'll say, I feel like I deserve to spend however much I want to spend on something. And I'm like, you're very, you're darn right. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. However, can we just, like, 
be reasonable about what we're spending. Yeah. So I think whereas like I like I said, I value quality over quantity now. So I'm buying like more quality things, which cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You just wait and you want to buy everything at the same time. Um, now I would say over the course of our marriage, your spending has changed quite a bit. Not because you would spend a, a shit ton of money on stuff. It's just that like you had poor money management when we first got together. That's true. And you weren't thinking like, let me do two things with one hundred dollars. You were thinking like, I'm gonna spend this hundred dollars and this hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. So you weren't like really um trying to manage my money. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You didn't have like good financial um wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. At all. Um, how do you think upbringing um rears that you know when you become an adult, leaving your mama's house or leaving whatever you was raised at? How do you think upbringing really affects your spending habits? I think is it all is it everything you've seen or stuff you've like witnessed or something you're trying to learn yourself or how can you do that? How can you? I don't know, but it impacts everything because for it some does. people, some people like it's whatever um um established like pattern you've established, right? Yeah. So like for some people, it's like um. I have always been able to shop. I've always been able to buy clothes. Mm-hmm. So when I get with you, I'm not going to stop buying clothes. You knew what you got when you were getting with yeah, me. you knew what you got when you yeah. And for some people, it's like, like I said, like, I not that we couldn't afford things. It's just that we had to be more mindful of what we were spending because it was three girls, mm-hmm. you know? Um, nowadays, it's kind of like, hey, I got a little bit of extra money. I should just get what I have always wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So... I don't know how it cha- it registers in different people completely different, but it does. I think my upbringing was, um, it was the same because my father was sick. You know, he was out of work a lot of my uh, young life. So my mama, she did everything because mm-hmm. that's my dad had all his strokes with whatever. He couldn't work like that. So mama did everything. So it's like, I seen the struggle. I've seen like, you know, I think that's why I'm the same way I am now. Like I shop in ways where like, you know, I know. I could go a couple months without getting anything. I could just get some stuff. I think that, like, I just put it together that the childhood is still in me a little bit. Yeah. I think right now, like, you can't, like, you have more leverage to be able to, like, yeah. not, you know, stick to that, you know, mm-hmm. model. But I don't know, because even sometimes I'll have, I'll have to tell you, like, hey, like, you'll be like, do I need these shoes? And I'm like, you don't need the shoes, but like, sure, like you haven't bought yourself anything. Go ahead and treat yourself. Yeah, um, my shoes. I got a lot of shoes up there. Yeah, I need to do mine too. Oh, um, okay. But the other thing, I guess, too, is like, I think a lot of times one of the problems is a lot of people don't have that comfortability with having those tough conversations regarding money. I think true. we didn't have some knockdown, drag out, like, fight conversations, like full on fight conversations, not physical because we don't hit each other. Um, but like we didn't. But pretty... I can remember, like I know one time when we first had that joint account, I had got someone at the account, and I didn't tell you about it. And I was trying, you know, I was just trying to. I was in a rough spot. I was trying to get some bills right. I was trying to do some stuff, and I, I said, "Why well, did well this money?" See, we both put it there. I could just get it, and I could put it back. But to put it back didn't happen the way I wanted it to. So that was a rough stretch for us. And I know. Like even everything with Cam, like we still loved each other, but it was a it was some hesitation there for a while. Yeah, it was some hesitation there for a while. And I think for me, um, that's where you remember I asked you earlier in the conversation about like trust when it came to money too. Yeah, because like up until that point, I think I trusted the fact that like whether or not you had it, 
our funds together were going to be like okay. Yeah. And I I want everybody to understand like for me that conversation wasn't because like he spent my money or whatever because it's never been like a mine or, or yours for me. That was just more or less a respect thing because it was like if I'm having a tough time I will come to you and say babe I'm struggling right now. Yeah. Like I need to get $20, 30 out of the joint account yeah. or something like that just until I get paid. Mm-hmm. But I think that with not, I'm the kind of person you kind of almost have to over-communicate with. Um, <laughs> like, Overly Like I need explanations. And I think how I govern the savings or how I look at it is completely different too, right? Like when I put money in the savings, it's there unless it's we, we need it for yeah. the family. It's an emergency. And I think, I mean, we do great with the savings because we just used to like yeah, house stuff. house stuff. Yeah, like, if you want to do something Taxes, elaborate with loan um, or something like that, yeah. listen, you know where to take out the savings. So I see that, but like I said, at the time it was just it was just me and you, yeah, newlyweds, freshly married, you know, new job, trying to get everything situated. Yeah, so I do see that. But I just think, like I said, and I'm it, sorry if I never said it before. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm a friend. No, I mean I appreciate that. Yeah. I just think like in that time. And, and it wasn't to make you feel any kind of way. It's just nah. that our levels of thinking around money and around how the savings was even supposed to be distributed was like completely different. Because um, I was like, yeah, savings is for emergencies. That means like, because for me, it's a it's a uh, emergency fund just because like if we are have spent out of everything else and something was to happen to our jobs, like we have to have something to fall back yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, even in the black community, I would say in anybody that's under a certain um, social or stat, financial status, mm-hmm. you don't even have that kind of blanket to even fall back on. So you don't think about what that could mean to somebody, yeah. you know? And so I just felt like, you know, we had gotten to a good point and I felt betrayed because it was like, yeah. you just, like, it, if you would have told changed, me, I would have been like, yeah. And it changed me seeing the hurt. On your face, whatever. Like after I explained it to you and everything, I seen the hurt, you know, not because it didn't just go away, you know, after a day or so. But I saw the hurt that it really caused. I'm just like, you know what? I fucked up. I accept that. But like I said, you know, we was all on each other. We were just yeah. trying to get this thing right. We, like I said, we was building a savings account, whatever. So it wasn't like you know anything stolen. But it was, you know, it was rough. Yeah. No. And I think it's a it's a gradual thing, right? Yeah. Like you know, it wasn't like a, a um. I'm going to hang it over your head for forever. You know, it was just a learning phase in our, our mm-hmm. lives. Okay. Um. So how do you think, okay, guys, this is our, this is our scenario. We have joint accounts and we have separate accounts. Mm-hmm. I think that works really well because your joint account could be for your savings. It could be for bills or whatever you want to hold it for. But you should also have a little, not stash on the side, but. You know, you got your wig room on the side. I would say it. You should have a stash on the side. I mean, yeah. And I don't mean that because most people say when so you say stash, stash, it's like you hiding it. It ain't. It ain't like you hiding it from nobody. Yeah. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't, like. you shouldn't. Yeah. Be um, but that's where like those one-off expenses come into play too, because yeah. like if you have your stash on the side and you need a suit or whatever, it's like okay, like sure, so much. It's been you know, spending how you want to. Yeah. But you know. You can't keep spending your spending your stash and say, "Hey, I need this." Yeah, nigga, you done bought. I didn't see boxes <laughs> and bags every day you came home from work, and now you want to get some money from the account? Hell no. Yeah, so it's just kind of like having some financial security in moderation. Mm-hmm. But I know, mature. I know people who put their money all together. Do you think that you could ever do that? Like us to put everything in one account? I probably could. Okay. 
I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I have more financial wisdom. I'm more trying to learn generational wealth. So I think that'll help us out more. Yeah. I think that'll help us out because we will see in the grand scheme of things, you'll see more money. That's, that's very fair. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like I had, like you asked me that like a couple weeks ago and I was like, mm. but in the moment I'm like, sure. Like I could totally see us doing that all together, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's something that we should definitely like explore a little bit further. Yeah. If you guys are listening and you have an account that is completely together, like we would definitely love to hear how that's yeah, working for know. you. Cause comment, let us know. Yeah, we've never explored it. And I think that we've gotten to this point because we we, we kind of keep evolving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear how that goes. Yeah, you can do that. I think that might be kind of cool though. Yeah. Um what would be your only hang up with doing the would you just do like a joint account and let that be it, or would you still want to have your let you say stash account on the side? Well, so it depends. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I would kind of still like to have some sort of a not like a stash where my money goes to you know yeah, that uh, or whatever. Pass one new pair of shoes for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, um, because I just feel like I would love the grand the, the bulk of the fi- finances to go into one account, right? Yeah, that's true. But say for instance, if like my 10% went to God and then 10% of my check went to me and then everything else went into the account. Uh-huh. Then I could kind of like, you know, accumulate a little bit of something for myself in that way. I don't have to go to the account all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, to pull money out. Yeah. Um, the way we, the way Kevin was explaining it now is that we do have our separate accounts um, that we get our direct deposits or whatever to, and then we put money into the joint account yeah. um, at any large expense or we get a lump sum of money or whatever, whether it's like, you know, back pay for tax or whatever, then we put it all in the joint account. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see like us going to a model where our checks just go straight there and then we are able to pull out a certain percentage or we yeah. divvy out our direct deposits to where it goes to our account. Yeah, you can do it like that for like 10% to your own account or 80 to, yeah, you can do it like that. Yeah, so that I don't might know. be something worth exploring in maybe next year. Yeah, I don't know. I like the security of having like something else there and not at all going into one account because I feel like I would go into panic mode if we were getting low in our joint account and there was no other account to pull from. It well, would seem like. But I think at that point, like you still have you could have a fourth account for those big bills, for the house expenses. You see what I'm saying? But they're still having multiple accounts. Versus it just going in one account. No, I mean you. I mean, if we was if we on the same page right now, you would have like a shared bills account, a camera stash account, a camera stash account. Then we have a big a savings. yeah a savings account. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, I got it, y'all. You know, don't worry about it. You know, we'll give y'all updates on how I get this popping. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, so one of the other things um, that I wanted to kind of talk about was um, in terms of money. Uh-huh. A lot of times people associate respect for money or control for money with uh-huh. the person that makes the most money. Okay. Um, so does the person that automatically makes or that makes the most money automatically wear the big draws? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so because, you know, like, you know. We all in marriages. We all in relationships. We all in like different phases of relationships or marriages at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's all about the respect for people. Yeah, it's all about respect and the trust. Like, if you make more than me or I make more than you, I don't think nobody's gonna say, you know what, nigga, you broke. Ain't you know you ain't got this. So I don't think nobody's gonna actually say that. Mm-hmm. I think at this point we're trying to build each other up, trying to like keep that team, trying to keep that train rolling. Mm-hmm. So I don't think nobody's gonna be like, you know. 
Uh, uh, yeah. I got the big draws. You don't. You in the thong. I got on board. So you see what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. So, well. But how do you feel? For the sake of context, I will only toss this information out just because of the sake of the context for the story. Yeah. Um, in our scenario, I do make slightly more than Kim. And I think that a lot of... No, you don't. <laughs> a lot of the problem that comes into play with our generation is a tug of war for the respect. Uh-huh. And I will say that I have not always been on the proper side of that. Yeah. I'm, you know, learning and growing as a wife each and every day. Um, when we first started off as a couple, um, our dynamic was still essentially the same. I was making slightly more and I don't know. I still ha- I had this control over the whole money thing. Yeah. One, because of like the scenario that you said earlier was that like you had a little bit, of issues with money management at that point. Yeah. Um, but also because I just kind of felt like I felt that I was doing more because I had more money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was taking on responsibilities around the house as well. And I think I let that complex get to my head to some degree That's true. then. Um, but I'm in learning and evolving wife. And for me, like now as a wife, I don't have an issue of respect or control because I think that I've acknowledged the fact that even if I was to make twice as much as Kevin or three times as much as Kevin, when I step in, step out of my job responsibilities, I desire to be soft. I desire to be um, mild and to be in the place where I don't have to control everything. Yeah. I think when I in my job, I naturally have to be a little bit more assertive or to be in control of the process of things like that. Yeah. But in my relationship, I do desire to be soft. I do desire for my husband to make, you know, executive decisions. Mm-hmm. Um so like now it's okay for me to say that because I'm like I'm content with myself. I'm content in our relationship and you've proven that you can make those final decisions and not toy with my mind about, you know, what needs to be done or toy with our family. But I do think that there was a part of our relationship where I was testing you on that stuff too. Did I pass? You know, listen, we still, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know what? what? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I think I like, I pray earnestly and um, I think I got tired of saying, God, like I want him to step up. I want him to step up. I want him to step up. You know, I wanted to make the decision, but I was still trying to make all of the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, through the Holy Spirit kind of talking to me, it's like, you kind of have to allow that space. And no one wants to think about the fact, I shouldn't have to allow my man to be a man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if I'm constantly feeling, fulfilling your duties, like you don't have duties to fulfill because they've always been, always been fulfilled. So that means that I have to kind of step out of your way and give you the respect as a man to be able to make those, you know, executive decisions or to, you know, be in that role. That's true. Um, so I think like our, like I said, our generation has like a complex around like having control over money and making those decisions. Um, and I got a luxury where you have really, you know, stepped up or whatever. Um, but I think we also have to acknowledge that respect when it comes to money or respect in terms of responsibilities when it comes to money in, in a relationship don't always have to be associated with who makes the most money. That's true. Because because even though I make less than you, I don't feel like I'm less of a man. You feel what I'm saying? For sure. And I know some men feel that way. And bros, I'm going to tell y'all, man, be a man to your woman. A woman wants a man. A woman don't want a bitch. I'm just going to put out that <laughs> like that. I'm just, I know I'm being real with you. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know a woman, black or white, that wants a soft man. Like, for real, for real, for real. So, 
if you make less than your wife, double, triple, whatever, strive to do better. I ain't going to say, you know, just sit back and relax. Strive to do better, but also be that man that she needs. Yeah. Because being that man is going to make her love you even more. Like, you know what? The target don't make nothing but $14, but he got my back. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And well, that she she will appreciate you that much more other than just sitting back in the corner like, I don't know. Well, the other piece of that that I, I really do like that you said was that, you know, strive to be better, too. Yeah, we all have to. Because a lot of guys do want submission and they do want the respect of having the head of household responsibilities. Yeah. Um, But they are content in making whatever they make and not doing better or getting more. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> that's problematic. In itself, because it's like, it's okay for you to have those responsibilities, but if I don't see that you're hunching and trying to get more for our family or trying to be better, then that's problematic. It is. That's why I was like, you know, you gotta you gotta step up and be a man first. Mm -hmm. You gotta be a man for yourself first. You can't be a man for your wife. You gotta be a man for yourself first. That way you can have your, you get your own general respect from yourself. You know, you waiting on her to do that. She ain't gonna do it for hell. You ain't doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, but I will say that but one of my questions regarding that. You just that cut too, the man off? Oh, see, there you go. There you go. No, <laughs> but one of the things I was going to ask you about was, um, obviously, like, you know, the Bible speaks of, like, the God being the provider and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, personally, there are more ways that define the term provider, not just in terms of finance. But, that's you know, true. obviously, that's the main one. Um, but why do guys naturally seem to associate, you know, money with, their ego or with you know um it's um i guess superiority because i can tell you like from experience like um not having money does affect your ego okay if your wife want to go out and do something you want to do it you know you want to do it for her you want to be you know you want to be out there you want to back her but if you're a little shy on your pocket you're just like i want to go but i don't want to put extra weight on you mm -hmm. and that could be a sign of a good man and a weak man because no man wants to put extra work or extra finances on this woman. Mm -hmm. But also, you got to like make a way, say, well, baby, you know, if you do this tonight, the next time I'll work, you know, work towards getting it better for us. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So I think that's good. That's good stuff. But I got I a scenario listening. for you. Got a scenario. So I was reading this article. Uh -huh. I do a lot of reading articles. You um, don't do work. No, I do. I do. But I'm, you need I'm, those I'm, brain I'm teasers. Playing. You need those the time work from your desk, to, mm -hmm. you know. So the article stated that the man um, in this case was um, used to being a provider, right? Had always paid for everything, you know, was very well established with his family and things were good. Uh -huh. He was down on his luck one time and he lost his job and hence mm. used all of his savings. Okay. Um, he, the wife invited him to go out to dinner. He obliged and when they got to dinner, she wanted, to, you know, him to feel that superiority, right? And not to be down on, you know, himself about not having money. She uh, transferred him the money to his car so that he could pull his car out and pay and feel like, you know, I guess, you know, he was doing his part in that responsibility, in, yeah. in that situation. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, say, for instance, you're in the same situation. Like, do you think that, it is it was a nice gesture for her to send the money to him yeah or do you think that it was kind of like playing into the societal image of like the man having to pay for everything i think it's both mm -hmm. i think it's both honestly because 
if you know if, if he's been like you've been saying been been a sole provider and just been you know out of a job that's different mm-hmm. now if he just ain't doing shit you know that's you know that's different also okay but i see what you're saying about you know it's always like because when we go out now or whatever or we go to the hotels or whatever you know do what they always hand a receipt the paperwork to the man yeah so that's very societal you know it always looked like you know the man's supposed to take care of everything but in that scenario that you're talking about that she transferred the money it can go both ways it depends on the guy it depends on the data dynamic of their relationship mm-hmm. because if they already had that conversation you could one one could argue why why are you sending me this money if we already had a conversation about you know who's going to pay or let's go out of so or you know how are we going to play that or you could also say, yeah, you know, my wife got my back. She wants me to still be a man, who me still feel manly. So it just depends on the, the dynamic of their relationship. Gotcha. Now, me, I would be kind of half and half because I ain't like, you know, all a big rah-rah man type thing. But I know, like, women, women like to see their man feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I don't think it's a big issue, but it just depends on the dynamic of the relationship. What's your stink on? How do you feel about it? Well, I don't know. See, in that scenario, I think that it was a kind gesture for her to want her man to, you know, feel yeah. happy about himself so or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. I happen to play into the societal view of, you know, the man. Um, so I do like for my man to pull his card out at uh, the table yeah. now. In our in our scenario, um, most of the times we have the conversation, and like we said, most of it is coming from the same pool of money anyway. Yeah. For you know, for some some of those things too. Yeah, um, so it's not necessarily that for me that you know you aren't paying for it or whatever. But I do like the imagery around that. Like yeah. I understand why the check is handed to the guy, you know, versus the the female. Um, now we have had those situation or situation in the past where I was like, it's none of your fucking business, like what's happening. We were out to um TGI Fridays one day. And um I think the specific scenario was that we were spending money from the joint account either way for dinner. And Kevin had left his car for the joint account. So I ended up having to pull out mine. Yeah, because I don't keep my card on. And the lady, the the waitress was like, you going to make her pay, blah, blah, blah. And we were like. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Her ball hit us up. <laughs> we were like, why the fuck does it matter? One, it's all the same money because we're married and we have a joint account. And then yeah. two, like, that wasn't her place to say anything. That's true. Um, in her defense, like I said, I think that society really does boost that, oh, that yeah. imagery. 100%. But it really wasn't any of her business to even say any of that because we had already sorted that out. Yeah. Like it wasn't a case where you didn't have the money. It was a case where you okay. just didn't have your card. Okay. So back to the scenario. Mm-hmm. They've already sorted that out. Mm-hmm. They've already said, you know, the guy's been down on hard times. He lost his job. Not saying that he's a deadbeat, but he's just down on his luck right now. Yeah. So, like you just said, it's none of her business. Why should she have to send the money to his car? Why can't she just say, I'm going to take my man out tonight? I love him. It's his, you know, it could have been his birthday. Mm-hmm. People, oh, I, we know it on it. If that's his birthday or anniversary, or he got a promotion on his job, whatever the situation can be, he paid off his car. He did those. He did that. She could be treating her man. So why should she have to send the money to his account? Well, in that case, he we knew we knew the situation there. He was down yeah. on his luck, and she yeah. sent the money to him to boost his ego, yeah. or to to get him, you know, feeling better about himself. But does he feel better? 
I don't. I didn't read that far into it. But you know, but does he? But like, how did that really make him feel? I, I, no, no, no. He, he, he was in. He was in. He was in the conversation. So he could have went left and said, "Damn, she really want me to pay for everything all the time." No, no, no. The article was. It was like both their perspectives, so it wasn't like like he was. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, it influenced him. Like it was. Okay, you know, okay. it lifted his spirits. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. Because I know but, some but you people just like you know, damn, she want me to pay all the time. It's your money. I mean. But like you said, it just it just depends on that. Their dynamic and their scenarios. Yeah, because I think we're on two different pages there too. I think yeah. that you're thinking hypothetically, and I've already given the instructions on that scenario. But no, I really, really do feel like you know there are those situations where um, you know I'm gonna treat you, or like yeah. you said, like there's those specific situations, and it shouldn't matter what anybody else says. No, nah. and it doesn't because it ain't their money. However, like, yeah, sometimes I do play into the concept of, like, I just want you to pull your card out. Like, I want you to look, you know. Yeah. I, I care. It's because I care about how people perceive you. And you may not care about it. It's not even something that's important to you. But I don't ever want anybody associating some broke nigga shit to you because that's not who you are. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, said, like I said, you don't care about that. And we've already talked about whatever scenario it is before we get to the table. Mm-hmm. But I personally care about your image. And I, I care about it being up, upheld and not people looking at you sideways. Okay. So, like you just said, you care, right? Mm-hmm. Do you care enough to say the correct waitress? Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, I am was, I wasn't like posing on you. I'm just saying. No, I do care. In the, I will say, in that particular moment, um, I genuinely, in the moment, was completely caught off guard because we were actually at dinner with someone else or yeah. lunch with someone else, yeah, and, or another couple, and I was just caught off guard. Um, so in that scenario, like I didn't feel, I don't know. I think I was just too taken aback to even say like anything. Yeah um in the moment but hell yeah like but and that was years ago so like now uh, i'd be like yeah like yeah that's cool though um, okay well i do have a um another yeah. scenario i saw on instagram right? mm-hmm. it was this girl party i think she was turning 21 30 it was one of them big numbers 21 30 25 whatever and she had a you know she had a dinner mm-hmm. it was her i don't know if it was 15 20 friends whatever like that but she invited her man mm-hmm they was all going out afterwards to dinner with her, right? Mm-hmm. But she wanted her man to pay not only for her dinner, but for everybody's dinner. But for everybody's dinner. Mm-hmm. So, what's your take on that? I think like, I honestly, saw that that um, thing, too. I think that's dumb. It's childish as fuck. Yeah. I think she was just kind of like trying to flex. Yeah. And... You gotta be careful when you flex around. Not even that. I think, I'm like, you getting ready to put yourself in... A bind or put your boyfriend in a bind yeah, financially yeah. just because you're trying to flex. Yeah. And like, and what if, like even if he like flexed and like you know had to do, who's to say that you know one of them girls ain't go back and tell you know they boyfriend or they brother or whatever to say you know this nigga done paid two G's out for our dinner. Let's go hit him up. You feel what I'm saying? I think that man was smart for not paying for that dinner yeah, because yeah. like that's setting a precedent that he can't even um or you know or setting I guess expectations that he can't even always meet just because. You pay for 18 people this time. She's going to want you to go out and pay for 25 people the next time. And it's going to keep yeah. getting worse. Yeah. So. going to start using you for money. Nah. And I'm at for, in, in total transparency, if you go into dinner, you know you get ready to spend money unless somebody has completely said that, you know, nah, come come and dinner on me. She so, may have said that. 
She seemed like she might. You know, she well, might yeah, if she, if she was as vain enough yeah. to say that he was supposed to pay for it, then hell yeah. She told them people that because they was all in his face too. So she might have said, you know, don't worry about it. Roger got it. But I don't give a damn. My mama always taught me like, yeah. don't don't go places unless you got your own. And have on clean drawers just in case you get an accident. <laughs> okay, up. yeah, that too. Straight up. But like, I wouldn't go nowhere with no money. Nah. Unless I mean, like. No, I don't go nowhere with no money. No, no, no. I mean, if I have a. The only person I'm around, maybe when I'm like having a dark moment, is probably you, my yeah, sisters, me. maybe my best friend. But like, I try to have my own all the time. Um, because I'm like, I just don't want nobody to go nowhere and get funny with me. I don't want no shit, bro. Yeah. So I think in that situation, she was absolutely fucking stupid. Horrible. Um, to be thinking that he was responsible for paying everything. Um, and I mean, I hope that bill got paid, but well, I don't watch some dishes. So I about to say somebody better pick up a broom because okay. ain't no fucking way. All right, let's talk about money management. Though. Let's do it. Let's talk about managing your money, right? Mm-hmm. We all gotta have trust. Like we just say, we got it's trust. It's a whole array of things that's gonna build your marriage, your marriage financially. Mm-hmm. But trust is the main one. Mm-hmm. So, do you trust your man to give him money and expect money back? Like change <laughs> like if i gave change. you if i gave you like say we go out to dinner mm-hmm. no let's say hey babe can you run the gas station get me some bill get me this whatever i can get 20. i know how much the bill costs mm-hmm. i know i'm getting nine dollars and whatever back am i expecting for you to give me that money back or are you supposed to keep it you know what i'll be totally transparent that there are double standards around that because you keep all my change yes you keep all my coins. And I hate laundry, but if I happen to be washing laundry and your clothes and you have money in your pockets, it's mine. Give me your pockets. Let me check it out. <laughs> like, you just lost clothes. Today I'm too. claiming it. Because um, <laughs> one, you never take all of the, the coins out of your wallet. I mean, out of your pocket. So they be all in the, in the bottom of the laundry. So I'm like, I just keep them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you most of the time I put them in the in that little piggy but bank. Anyway, thing about it is collecting coins is a big come up, y'all. Like, yeah. check them most of the time I put it, put it in the coin bin, but sometimes I keep it for myself, especially yeah. if it's like all quarters. Yeah, the fuck yeah, I'm keeping it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that there's double standards around that because if you give me money at the gas station and I don't give you your change, right? Mm-hmm. It's silently kept that like I can keep the money. Yes. But females look at niggas sideways like, if they don't get any change. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some broke nigga shit, that's seriously. Um, Why is that, though? I, you know, I don't know. Is it society again? Is society got that much of a stronghold on us? Yeah. With up. certain things, hell yeah. yeah especially money stuff. They're about trying to flex with the ground. I'm telling you. For the talk. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> for the chat. For the talk. Um, <laughs> or for the book. But yeah, okay. So Facebook. What, what do you think? Like, are am I expected to give you the change? Yeah, y'all want my damn change. No, I don't. Anybody, I, you know, I don't care, man. Because the the money going to the house anyway. I don't really care. Man. I ain't really. I'm not. I'm not in that same um headspace I was in. Like if you would have said this about five, seven years ago, yeah, get my change back. But now, yeah, she need it. Take it. Yeah, that's fair. She need to change it. Oh no, I still want my damn change, bro. Oh, of course you want your change. Yeah, but no, there's times when, like, you know, we'll pay. <laughs> See, it, I don't know. And it, just, it depends. It's situational, too. Because, like, you know, there have been times, like, early in our relationship where we'd be like, okay, I'm going to take tonight, and then you take tomorrow. Yeah. And then tomorrow come around, and we never did anything, and then I'd be the paid one night, and then you'd be the paid one night. Uh-huh. Or vice versa. You'd be the paid one night, and then 
the next night didn't come. So it's like you still, you know, out of out of more money than mm-hmm. I am. Um, so in that case, I do feel like somebody's owed some money. So how about this though? Mm-hmm. How about we went out to dinner and all I had was cash on me. Mm-hmm. The check came. I gave you, let's say the, the bill is one forty. Mm-hmm. All I got is two hundred dollar bills on me. Mm-hmm. I say, "Hun, take this, do this. I gotta go to the bathroom right quick. I'll be back. We go." So you take me, say, "Babe, I'm already in the car." Boom. I know you're not leaving a sixty dollar tip. Should I ask for my, let's say, fifty dollar change there? Well, for me, I'm a your money gonna be in hand whenever you get in the car, or it's okay. gonna be sitting in your cup holder or something. Okay, that's I'll a lot of money. Yeah, like if it's like. You, like you got a dollar and thirteen cent back. Yeah, I am. Putting, I'm putting that dollar and thirteen cent in my pocket. Okay, let's say it was seventeen dollars, fifteen dollars. That's still a lot. Are you keeping it? Even ten dollars. I'm like, give me my damn ten dollars back. Right, I'm just um, <laughs> no, but I think like I don't know the societal rule of how much money is too much or whatever. But like, I yeah, yeah. Like I do think, you know, women get off, you know, stop free because we be keeping money. <laughs> You hear us, ladies? Y'all be keeping money. Mm-hmm. It's okay though. Yeah, but no, no, no. I think that you know, it's it's definitely not fair. But it well, baby, what you saying is not fair. From this day forward, July twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two, I need my chain. I'm not giving it to you, and that's on the I record. Need my chain. Nah, and we got different rules around that, so yeah, we got much respect for each other when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, but that's the thing, though. It all it takes time to gain a respect. Yeah, and that's what this whole podcast is about. Like, you got to respect your spouse, man. Mm-hmm. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your significant other. You got to respect that person, man. If y'all gonna be in this thing together, sh- please show respect for them. Yeah, because there's a lot of people getting played around with now. And money is like we just said the first part of the podcast. Money is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Money is a humongous factor when it comes to like you know failing relationships, failing marriage because. People want to live, yo. People want to be. Nobody wants to be broke all the time, right? Well, that's a very valid point. I think that, like, as you grow in your marriage, anyway, the goal is to continue to increase and for you know your your territory yeah. to be enlarged. Yeah. But you like what I did there? I had to bring the Lord in that one. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, the intention is for you all to grow as one and to continue to increase, right? Yeah. And. I think you have to always continually have, you know, respect enough for each other to have these conversations too, yeah. because you're not going to be, you. well, it, the intent is for you not to start off your marriage with a thousand dollars in the savings account and end it with a thousand dollars in the savings account. Like you yeah. not end, but you know, grow old with a thousand dollars in there. You're supposed to like continue to be, you know, yeah, growing. Yeah. And I think if you don't have respect for somebody, like you'll start going through those changes in life in life where you're increasing or they're increasing and you either grow apart because you feel like your money is your money, theirs is theirs, or mm-hmm. either um y'all gonna keep poor spending habits and y'all never gonna truly grow. So yeah. So how do you think it comes about that who was the manager of the money in the relationship? How is that how is that um communicated? How like like how was it established? Yeah, how was it established? I just think the the good book, honey child. Like you know, it says that the man is supposed to be the provider, and back in the day, the man was going out and doing all that. Yeah. I would say that the man had way more um responsibilities and more privileges back in the day too, not yeah. just with money, but with everything. Yeah. Um. So I think it was stemmed from that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But I also think that the good book was written back in the day. You know when. 
money was inflation wasn't a thing. That's true. Not not speaking ill of the good book, but I'm just saying that times have changed a lot. You sound like that dude. What's that guy that just was talking the other day about ties? Creflo Dollar. Yeah, you sound like him. Get out of here. He didn't change. Don't do it. No, no, no. I no, paid my ties. Yo, let's let's put that on the bike. Yeah, I'm just playing. I pay ties. It was a joke, y'all. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. I I I genuinely think that like times financially have really changed. Yeah. Um, the dynamic of a relationship has changed and the roles and responsibilities, you know, of day to day for females and males have changed. Now, the hierarchy is established by the word and that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. However, you know, we, we live a little bit different now. So um, what that looks like is just a little bit different than what it was back in the day. Yeah. But we want to leave y'all with some cool, cool tips. So I am an avid believer of Dave Ramsey, financial wellness. I don't do it as often now. Um, I kind of got hip to Dave Ramsey's teachings whenever I was working at one of my previous jobs. They offered his um, courses for free. So you could, you know, do your budgets. You could, you know, have additional conversations and stuff. You know, um, it was like a seven-part series there. But um, I like his stuff and i think there are some things here in this article that we probably could work on also um i'll leave a link in the um description yeah yeah we'll definitely do that yeah. he ain't paying us but if you want to pay us sir david ramsey dr john delaney no 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 that's a oh, different that's a sub yeah okay. um but david ramsey. david ramsey you know if you want to pay us um you know we will certainly take it um, but some of the tips that he gave was number one, keep a joint bank account. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. So, um, you have to establish what that looks like in, and what goes into your joint account for you. Yeah, he seems to think too. that, um, everything should go into, a, you know, the one account and it helps with separating money, splitting bills and also responsibilities too. Um, so Number one, keep a joint joint bank account. So we'll talk a little bit further about that. Um, and this, sorry guys, is from RamseySolutions.com. RamseySolutions.com. We'll link it there. Yeah. Um, number two was discuss your lifestyle together. Um, it's kind of going back to the statement that I said about with if I shop at, you know, Neiman Marcus and Kev doesn't mind shopping at um, goodwill our lifestyle looks a little bit di- you know our, our practices look a bit different and so that could cause great strain on you know our marriage in general um also having those consistent you know conversations is like primary right it's like integral of course um it says that most great marriages have you know talk daily or weekly um about their money to their mm, spouse yeah. so um, making sure you're having those tough conversations. Well, we talk every day about getting more money, y'all. So trust and believe. Heck yeah. Mark my word, uh, 728. That's July 28th, Thursday, July 28th at 5.08 p.m. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. And look, y'all, I'm the lottery commission is not paying me for this, but don't play the lottery. Cause we playing a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I want everybody to come up, yo. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna be millionaires. Just, yeah. just believe it. Believe it or not. Um, the third tip is recognize your difference in personality. Um, everyone's money mindset That's is just completely cool. different. Um, like we said, upcoming or upbringing, sorry, is a lot. You know, mm. uh, or, or has a lot of bearing on how you think of money, but. 
if you guys don't talk about the differences or even try to come to a compromise, then you don't have issues. So, yeah. Yeah. Number four. Don't let salary differences come between you. Fact. Because she makes more than you or you make more than her. Don't let that be, don't let that be become a growing wedge in your relationship. Yeah. Because if y'all going to be in a relationship together, guess what? It's all one money. One money. Hence, hence the joint bank account. So don't let that get y'all mad. Does okay. everybody try to strive to be better? Sound like low. I got one money. She got one money. She keeps one money. She, no, she swears she got five money yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Number five. Keep the purchases open. Keep the purchases out in the open. Yeah. So Don't, hide it. Don't be hiding your Amazon box in the garage or Blasitus or the stuff from Sheen or whatever you got going on. Don't hide it. Why so, why you say Amazon and Sheen? That's mostly female related. Cause I'm a male. Uh-huh. Don't be high guitar center. The goat. eBay. The goat. Yeah. Fashion over men. <laughs> don't, um, don't hide the boxes. Don't hide Nike. Also don't hide the Yeezys. Fact. Yeah. Don't, don't hide, hide the them. Yeezys. Let them be shown. Yeah, right. You went with me to buy mine, so um all of them actually. Um, number six, set expectations together. Yeah, you're in this together. Your yeah. money is one. You are me. Me are you. One money. If you don't remember anything else, remember one money. One money. <laughs> one money. One money. Young money. One money. <laughs> um, and then the last um one is don't let kids run the show. Somebody just stepped on our toes, Jesus. Mine are hurting right now. I'm not saying Lauren runs the show, but sometimes when she says she wants stuff, you give I am more prone to giving in than Kevin, yes. which is so surprising because everybody thinks that I'm the mean one and I can, you know, um, you know, put my foot down. I can in some situations, but she's the only one and she's so cute. And I need to work on that. So, yes, don't let the kids run the don't show. Run when it's time to go to bed, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think we've already established that money is very, very important to marriage. Um, so start having those conversations with your spouse. Like, I think because you, y'all married for a reason, yo. Don't let it be a big elephant in the room, man. Yeah. Don't let it become a big wedge in between y'all, really. If you got some, like, some tips that you want to share with us also that, you know, how things in your relationship work, share them, comment, like, share. Yeah. All that stuff. So let's do this thing together, y'all. Let's get this generational wealth going. And let's build black marriages. I read somewhere that said yeah. that um, right now, um, black marriages and black two parent households are at an all time high um, yeah. over the past than they have been in the past thirty years. And I think that that's a lot of being conscious about these kinds of things too. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to like family and love, black love and things like that. So but that's goes to my statement earlier. Just like I've been seeing more of it. Like the last, you know, two or three years, of like yeah. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of love going on, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. No, I'm, not, I'm right. <laughs> no, but seriously, y'all. And then, like I said, Kevin and I like have really had some really tough conversations, and they don't yeah. always end well. Sometimes no. we gotta like pause, take a break, go get something drink. to drink. <laughs> Come back, baby. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So even if it gets tough, like continue to have those like hard conversations because they're gonna get tough, yo. They are yeah. gonna get tough. That's yeah. life. Life and, ain't easy. And most of the time, like they get tough because you actually care about your spouse or you care about the um your relationship. You care about me. I do. I care for you, like Aaliyah said. Um <laughs> I ain't never heard that song before. Yes, you have. 
I, I got now, now you gotta. I'm about to pull it up. Okay, I'm glad you're gonna pull up and not sing it. Okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, but guys, let's do this, y'all. Let's make this thing happen. Let's keep this thing rolling. Let's keep this drain. And thank y'all for being a part of our family, extended family with this podcast. Gang, gang, let's gang. vibe. Drink up, but y'all don't remember finish the drinks. Yeah, I'm all out. I finished mine this time. That's like a first. Yeah, that's the first. But it was a, it was just a shot. And my tea. Oh, okay, Mama Bear. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. All right, guys. Thanks for vibing with us. Let's do this again. Till next time. Peace. Peace and love. And Peace. Hair Keep your hair <laughs> grease. It's hot. You, know, you want to have dry hair in the heat. And it's going to be dripping on their face. But That's only if you got that soul glow. <laughs> <laughs> or right, that Beijing. <laughs> Peace. Deuces. <laughs>